Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now back to 95-7, the game. How well did the Warriors shoot the ball last night? Have some just eye-popping numbers for you in just a moment here. It's Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas. Before we get to that on this Mother's Day, Major League Baseball teams today, if you've seen any of the games yet on TV, you know that Major League teams for Mother's Day wearing, everybody's got a gray cap with then their logo, and then they've got pink under the bill. And of course, on Mother's Day, a lot of players, if not all the players, are wearing are wearing they're they're using pink bats. Right. So Sterling shared with me that on Twitter, a lot of people now on Twitter are saying, "Look, baseball players should be able to use any color bat they want mm-hmm. in any game." Of course, they should. Just like in football, they should wear whatever color cleats they want. Yeah. Ha That that's my point. That's where I was going. In the NBA, when you've got players and they're wearing colored uh, shoes that don't match the uniform, I don't like that, Jason. I understand you don't like wear it. what you want, and I know you've got a brand or a contract, but if you're wearing a color that doesn't go with your uniform, whether it's basketball or cleats in baseball, I don't like it. See, I you know go to Kelly Moore. They got a chart for you. You can figure out you know what's compatible. All right, it's easy. That's the Gen Z. They love wearing the bright stuff. See, I've grown yeah, to okay, it. okay, but it's got to match what your freaking well, uniform, doesn't it? Well, there's no – none of these uniforms are that color, so sometimes they just want to wear, like – like, for instance, half the NBA wears those Kobe's that are, like, uh, the the uh, snakeskin mm-hmm. lime green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no jerseys in the NBA that are that color. Right. So they, so they can't wear Minnesota, that, those sneakers? Does Minnesota have something kind of like that? Yeah, they do. A little bit. That's the only team. That's one team. Okay. Yeah. But then you can't wear if it does if it clashes with your uniform. Kobe. I'm sorry. Nothing against Kobe or this. It just. No. Look, 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 look. Look, it took me forever to get used to the fact that now you have teams that are home wearing dark jerseys yeah. and road teams wearing white. It took me forever to get used to that. And I still fall into that trap. All oh, this game's in Brooklyn, huh? Oh, wait. No, it's not. Just the road teams wearing, or the Nets are wearing. White tonight in wherever they are. It's just the younger generation style. <laughs> no, trust me. I, I was the same way. I, I was the same way. I understand. <clears throat> Excuse me. Home jerseys white, road jerseys dark, dark sneakers with your road jerseys, mm-hmm. light white ish, gray, whatever, with your home mm-hmm. jerseys. Mm-hmm. 
always matching. If 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 you're the Chicago Bulls and you're wearing red, find some red, nice red sneakers. If yeah. You're the white white jersey bulls, wear 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 some white sneakers. If you're wearing the black jersey jersey bulls with the red pinstripes, wear some black sneakers. Yeah. That was me. Uh-huh. Growing my my Bless you for that. My schools playing both my grade school, high school, navy blue. Navy blue and white. I had the navy blue Jordans. Like, you know, I was matching all my stuff. I would never go out there with a navy blue jersey and some lime lime green sneakers. No. Just they just doesn't go. Of course not. I, I like to coordinate. Because it's wrong. It's starting to grow on me though. I'm Does starting it? I'm starting to get used to it. All right. Like, have you seen Jordan Poole's sneakers? Uh-huh. He is the craziest, craziest Kobe's ever. I actually asked him about it a couple weeks ago. He gave me a cool response on how he picks his sneakers and what he goes and they're really cool. So I've kind of just, you know, they're the Gen Z. All right. I'll I've work said on Gen it. Gen Z. I'll all, work all on it. Year. I don't like it, but I'll work on it. Speaking of Jordan Poole, I just want to address this because I don't think there's anything there, but I think it is something that, that other people maybe are wondering about or maybe see that's not there from the 415. Guys, I know this is not going to be popular, but there's been something brewing going on, I think, with Steph, Clay, and possibly drama surrounding uh, Jordan Poole. They say the right things in front of the media about Poole, but I think beyond the scenes there's something going on, and I don't know if it's jealousy or they're not happy with his style of player. They think he only cares about scoring, but there's something growing, and it's been going on for a while, and I'm not the only one who noticed it. I don't, there's nothing going on. And if there were anything going on, you would know because the team would not be playing well. No, I don't think there's going I mean, I think there were some uh, transition issues with Clay and more Jordan. Uh, like, and when I say transition issues, just like uh, Clay getting comfortable again when he came back. He's a little overpressing. It kind of put Jordan in a weird spot. And that's not even anything I was told. That was just my observations. Um, but no, I don't, I don't buy that. I haven't heard anything about Steph and Clay not seeing eye to eye. Jordan Poole has, as a caller said, irrational confidence. And he's had that from the get go when he was really struggling. He still had that confidence. Dame Lillard told the story. He's like, he's on the bench and I'm scoring 60 and he's saying things about me. So that has, uh, that approach has been one that has rubbed some of his teammates the wrong way at times. But now you clearly, you can see they accept him because he works really hard. He plays hard. Uh, he's not selfish. Sure, he loves to make plays and score, but he also sh- he does what the team needs him to do. So that's why they've accepted him. Yeah, no, nah, Jordan Poole, he's one of the guys now. Like, he's might be their second-best player. I mean. How about that? It just, it just depends on how you view Draymond. Like, I could, I could get behind you by saying Draymond is the second-best player. I could, even though he doesn't score all the stuff that he does that doesn't show up in the stat sheet and the emotional charge he brings his team. If someone said to me, Draymond's Golden State's second best player, I'd be like, yeah, I I can get down with that. Um, If someone told me Jordan Poole was – That's remarkable. Yeah, I would say I could get down with that too. But I think it's either Poole or Draymond is their second best player. 31 minutes for Jordan Poole last night, 11 of 17 shooting, 3 of 5 beyond the arc. And that's just another night. That's like not, that's normal I now. Know, I know. It's normal. That's not, like nobody left the game like, oh my God, Jordan Poole went off. Yeah. Remember before the playoffs started, that was one of the things we didn't know about. Oh right. boy. Will he Wiggins keep it going? and Poole, you know, in the playoffs, it's different. They're going to be able to do it. 
Yeah, the Warriors shot the ball how well last night? 63.1% from the floor. 53.1% from the three-point line. 90 and a half from the foul line. Okay, so the splits, if you will, it's 63-53-90. Second team ever to do that in the postseason. It goes 60, 50, 90, 60% floor, 50% uh, three-point line, 90% foul line. Only other team has done that. We had your Sixers in 2001 against Toronto. That's how rare that is. I remember that series. Vince Carter missed the buzzer beater game seven. Wasn't that when he went back to his graduation? Yeah, he went back to graduation between like game six and game seven to graduate. Yeah, and he flew in that day or something. Yeah, I'm like, dude. We get it. We get it. We get it. You're graduating college and it's important to you. We get it. But can you like game seven? Can you not do that? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, man. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I get. I can't. I can't police what is important to people and what isn't. I just look at that situation kind of like Vince. You don't have to be at graduation. In fact, you know how many. You know how. You know how often it is that people. I guess they didn't have Zoom then. People graduate without being able to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens all the time. It's not some rare occasion. Do you think you had to fly to North Carolina the night before and get back to Philly the day of Game 7, the most important game ever? Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Yeah. How about this from the 415? If and when the Warriors play a better team, all the early turnovers and carelessness won't be so easily overcome. It's the truth. And you also have to – we just have to assume the Warriors aren't going to shoot with those splits that they shot last night. Right. But um, I think they're more likely to shoot closer to that than they are to shoot closer to what they did. It. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they were really brutal games yeah. one and two. They were yeah. due for that type of game. Um, yeah, you know, if they get Phoenix, Phoenix, you know, pre- presents its own issues. Deion, A lot of them. The Deion. Warriors have strength in numbers. The Suns, as I like to say, have length in numbers. Okay, I like that. Right? I mean, they just do. Yeah. Um I like that. You put, you put, you put, De, uh, DeAndre. You put Draymond on DeAndre. Yeah, yeah. You put Draymond. I mean, if Draymond can guard Jokic, why can't he guard DeAndre? But it's probably similar to what you saw with the Denver series. They didn't want Draymond. You know, you, you don't want him on him for thirty. That's plus why minutes I'm saying he's going to foul, get in foul trouble, and yeah, you want to mix up your. I think you see a little more loony. Yeah, and also Aiton's a really good player, but the whole offense doesn't start with no. him as it does with Jokic. No, um, but yeah. I'm with you. I'm already thinking of Phoenix, and I know, hey, you gotta you gotta beat Memphis first. Yeah, it's but, only two to and, one. And Phoenix has to actually win their series, but sure looks like that's where we're headed. Yeah, I mean, it's been on a collision course all year, and like how. Just I know we're projecting and we're going a little further than what, what we've been in the presence. You know, bear with us. We've been talking about this for four hours, so we gotta. We're thinking some other stuff. I know. Don't you just know if if it's Phoenix versus Golden State that Chris Paul is gonna just be rolling in his eyes like these guys will never leave me alone. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter which franchise I play for. Right. Well, he's gotta. For him, it's like okay, if I finally want that ring. Makes sense. I got to beat these guys. Okay. I get it. And history says he's not going to. <laughs> That's just the way history. I hate to say it, but history says there's a real chance that he gets hurt. And I'm not hoping for that, right. but that's what history is uh, suggesting. Yeah, knock on wood. Um, yeah, you know, is the parody in the NBA the past two, three years has been awesome. Like, 
I picked before the playoffs, obviously, that Golden State was going to win NBA championship. But I also, at the same time, have no clue. Like, you know, three, four years ago, we knew it was going to be Golden State. We right. just knew it. Even the year they didn't win it, the two years they didn't win it, it was like Draymond gets himself suspended one game, and then the other one, Clay and Clay and KD get hurt. If Clay and KD don't get hurt, they win that series in probably mm-hmm. five or six games. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Toronto, but they just do. Um, if just Clay doesn't get hurt, yeah. I think Golden State wins Game Six. Mm-hmm. Things were trending that way, and then you go to a Game Seven, and anything can happen. Um, but last year, this year, I can make a legit argument for Miami to win it because they're so deep. They got a guy like Victor Oladipo, who's like their like eighth, ninth man now. Uh, I can make an argument for Milwaukee. Duh, they're the defending NBA champ. I'm really champ. surprised they're up two one on Boston, but they are. And they are if they're able without to, Middleton. If they, I was gonna say that if yeah. they're able to get past Boston, you'd have to imagine Middleton comes back. Um. It hurts me to say I can't really make an argument for the Sixers right now to win it all. I would be super shocked just with the way Harden is playing and Embiid, just his health. Um, Boston. I can make an argument for Boston. Mm-hmm. They had the best record in the NBA since January. They have two bona fide stars. I'm not going to get into the superstar star thing. Robin might call me. <laughs> um, but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're next level talented. Then you come over to this side. And then I think you have two teams. So you got three and two. The two teams over here, Phoenix, obviously, best record in NBA, defending Western Conference champs. And the Warriors, we know their championship pedigree. So that's five teams. There's five teams that I personally can make a legit argument for to win an NBA championship this year, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more fun than those years when you know who's going to be in the finals. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Cleveland and the Warriors. Although, you know, it's great when the Warriors are in the finals. But Cleveland and the Warriors, four years in a row. On the text line, uh, the Xfinity Mobile text line, as you probably know, 888-957-9570. Getting back to what someone was trying to suggest about Poole and some friction from the 707, seat of all knowledge and wisdom. Why would they be mad at Poole? He's the kind of player they would want the front office to go out and get to extend this championship window. That's true, and that's a great point because he has become that guy. He's become the guy that, who are we going to get? We lost KD. Who are we going to get? Are we going to get Bradley Beal? Are we going to get Embiid? Are we going to get Giannis? Jordan Poole has become that guy. I'm not saying he's as good as those guys, but he has become the next star, the newest star that the Warriors have. They didn't have to go out and get him. He was here all along. It's really remarkable. I think that's a great point, and that's what's happening. Yeah. Jordan Poole has – and it took a while to get here. Oh, yeah. And it was not – I mean, it was a very rocky road. I mean, he was in the G League this time last year almost. Well, not this time last year. Obviously, we're in the playoffs. But, like, early April, March, he was in the G League and played his way out of it. I do think Steve Kerr's leash on pool was a little tighter than yep. I thought it deserved. Like, he coached him really hard, but at times I didn't think he needed to coach him that hard. I'm like, all right, we get it. We get it, like – He's earned a little more clout to be like one mistake away from getting pulled and yanked. I have to think some of that had to do with Poole's attitude. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And he's, you know, he didn't really defer. He never did. But he's proven now that he's willing to do the work, which is what matters. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's the one thing. He works, he outworks pretty much everybody on that team except for some of the obvious suspects. 
Um, and even then, he's just he's right there with them. So I think it's possible too that they were maybe a little surprised by how good he's become so quickly. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. They're like, do you see this? Yeah, he is legit. Argumental. He is. He's might be their second best player. And. That says a lot because he's on the team with Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, who's an all-star starter. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Um, so it's going to be great, and he's the future. You know, you got him, Kaminga, Moses Moody, James yeah, Wiseman. James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good lineup right there. And you mentioned, or, or Texter mentioned, someone mentioned Wiggins. We haven't talked enough about Wiggins. Uh, Wiggins just had another rock solid night last night with 17 on 10 shots. We were saying yesterday, JD and I were saying, Hey, you know what? Wiggins have a really good series, but he got to make a few more threes because his three point shooting. The first two games had been bad. Whole team had not been shooting very well. Two for two last night. Wiggins seems like he's really relishing the fact that you don't have to worry about being the best guy or even the second best guy or even the third best guy. What do you want me to do? Guard jaw. Okay. Attack the basket. All right, and then grab some rebounds. I can do that. Make a few corner threes. Okay, and he's doing it. Oh, yeah. He's doing it. He's he's playing his butt off, you know? And like I said earlier in the show, this is the formula. Like, the Warriors have the formula to win an NBA championship. I'm not saying they're going to, even though I did pick them. But if you just look at the team on paper and what each guy brings – they have all the ingredients of teams that win NBA championships. They got the stars. Steph. They got that young, up-and-coming future star, Jordan Poole. They got the main rotation stays who are just the glue and do everything and have done everything. That's Clay. That's Draymond. They got the Wiley vet who is a calming presence who makes the right plays, Otto Porter, Andre Iguodala. They got that young spark plug. Jonathan Kaminga. My wife's favorite player, by the way. But then, she also likes Devin Booker, so I don't know what she's going to do <laughs> with those two teams. And then, there, then there's guys like Looney and JTA and D. Lee, who is getting rotation minutes. You know, they, they got it. Warriors got all the pieces. So what are you worried about if you're Steve Kerr right now? And you're probably having a great Mother's Day, but, you know, you just sit down and look at this. Wow, a great win last night. Everything's coming together. But what you keeps know, you up at night? Yet. Yeah. What, what are you still – all right, I'm still concerned about this going forward or even in this series. What are you worried about? Where do you need to short things up? Still got to be the turnovers, right? It's like we did it one night, but I I, I know we're going to turn the ball over again. We always have. There's like three things. One, yeah, turnovers. And this is not necessarily an order of importance. But turnovers, you know, got to take care of the ball. Uh, Clay Thompson playing within the offense, not playing for self. Not overpressing. You know what's really interesting to when that he, point? When he does that, yeah. they their offense is not good. Before we get to your third, but last night when Clay made that one-legged three, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you you, you might have been in there no, when they were talking about it. I know yeah, I know about. you saw it, but I mean, uh. they, were, they were talking about it, and uh, Steve Kerr was saying, that's not a good shot. I went in, but that's not a good shot. Clay was saying, hey, if I my shoulders are square and I see the, uh, see the rim, you know, that's a good shot. But <laughs> Kerr was like, no, it went in, but that's not a good shot. Yeah, it's... I think that has been a battle, and I think there's uh, hasn't been publicized. And why would they make it publicized? But I think there has been an internal, behind the scenes battle of like getting Clay to like 
I don't want to say buy in because of course he's bought in. He's won championships with his team. But something but like, changed with him. Yeah, Not like just he came pl- back. Play within the offense. You were you were pressing. Yeah. You're yeah. pressing, you're taking bad shots, you're over-dribbling. That was never you. Right. Maybe some of it is, Steve Kerr has talked about how his role in the offense, Clay's role in the offense, is different now than it was when he was last playing before this year because there's no Durant. And I've wondered if Clay says, you know what? KD's not there anymore. I need to pick up some of that slack. But he doesn't. It's not your game, bro. No, no. It's not your game. Um, so, no, that's, so that's a great point. That's a concern of mine. When Clay gets into those modes, like game one and two in Memphis, Ooh. Like, dude, Clay, what are you doing? Game two, Memphis did a good job uh, running the Warriors off the three-point line. So, Clay, he started taking uh, the fall-away baseline jumpers. It's yeah, like, and like that, I said. That's a win for Memphis when he does that. It's never about what you do. It's how you do it. Clay could go two for two for 14. If they're good shots and shots within the offense and shots that he we know he can take and hit, I'm going to be all right. Clay didn't shoot well, but if it's two for fourteen, with with four head down driving, Over off dribble. balance, mm-hmm. off balance mid range jays and a one like weird post up when two other people are open, that's when it's like, dude, you're not not only are you shooting it poorly, but you're shooting the team out of the game and you're disrupting the offense. Yes, so it's like like I said, the two for fourteens, it just depends how they are. But if Clay plays that way, it's concerning for the entire team. You know the game in Denver where the Warriors were going for the sweep and they came up short. Mm-hmm. Clay was in, everybody was in foul trouble. Right. Um, that looked like Clay was going to have one of those incredible sixty point on four dribble games. Yeah. And his numbers were still like I think he scored thirty something, mm-hmm. but he was in foul trouble. But it looked like wow, that was old Clay. Yeah. You know. No, he's shown flashes yeah. of it all year. It just is. Just has to be a little more consistent in, in in his approach. And then my final one is just stay out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. They foul Warriors way too much. foul a lot, and they can play defense with their hands a little too much uh, instead of sliding their feet. Grabbing it, a guy's knee, you're getting yeah. that. Right? <laughs> huh? Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, like uh, those are three things, just turnovers, don't be foul prone, and Clay has to play within the offense. When Clay plays within the offense – and Jordan Poole's clicking, like, the Warriors look like they could win the NBA Finals in, like, five games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they look that good. Um, but when when the, when those three things are all not, they've lost. Mm-hmm. And even then, though, and you're right, but even then, going back to that, you know, game two in Memphis where Clay really struggled and they turned the ball over and they fouled, they still almost won that game. Yeah. Right? No, they did. Yeah. They could be up three to nothing yes, right now. Yes, yes. That's why I think if you're Memphis and someone on the text line is mad here saying, well, you're getting carried away. They haven't won this game yet. You're you're saying they're going to play Phoenix. Well, it sure looks that way. But if you're Memphis right now, uh, I don't know where you go from here. And I know we said earlier, okay, you got Dylan Brooks coming back. He's our best perimeter defender. Yeah, okay. Especially if Jaws hurt. Where else do you go? What else do you do? The Warriors had a lot of success with the zone last night. So what are you going to do? The answer to that is ball movement and you make shots. And you, they had a decent shooting night last night, but especially with Desmond Bain struggling, he was 5 for 10 last night, 4 for 7. That's not bad. But unless he's knocking down threes, we're going to zone you because, uh, you know, Jaws made more than we thought. But I don't know what answers Memphis has right now. 
for where the Warriors are and where this series is, especially, again, if Jaw is hurt. Oh, yeah. I haven't even really considered that. I mean, I know it's a possibility based on what we saw, how he left the arena last night. Uh, but I'm just speaking on if Ja is healthy because if we get to a, an instance where Ja isn't healthy, the Grizzlies have absolutely no shot. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't think the Grizzlies had much of a shot winning this series with a healthy Ja. Mm-hmm. Like I picked Golden State in six. Mm-hmm. Um, without a healthy Ja, no. On the text line here, and we'll take a, a timeout in just a second. Dubs are the sloppiest championship-level team ever, it feels like. I don't know how many times we have to harp on the turnovers. It's been that way for years now. Nothing ever changes. It's crazy. You're right, but the beauty of where they are right now is it looks like last night, the way they took care of the ball in the third quarter, maybe losing a game in Memphis. Maybe sometimes, you know, it's one thing to harp on it, but when you lose – that's when, all right, you see what happens. Coaches can talk about it and harp on it. But look, you want to lose a game? No, so you got to clean that up. They finally did last night in the third quarter. We'll see how long they can maintain that ability to take care of the pumpkin. Coming up next, if you could pick any current player to start an NBA team. This is a question that a former GM just asked me uh, a few days ago. You could start an NBA team with any current player. Anybody. Anybody. Who are you picking? 888-957-9570. Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas, 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Now back to 95-7, the game. They're on the floor in Dallas. The Mavericks and the Suns get ready for game four. And with you on uh, radio here for another half hour or so, Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas. You know, the Warriors and the Grizzlies now, Jason, as you well know, because you're you know, covering all the games. We had that long break there, but now we're going for a while here, as long as this thing goes, pretty much every other day. Yeah. Unless there's a game seven, then I think there'd be like, it'd go like Friday, Monday, it or is. Thursday, Monday, whatever. It's anyway. a Friday, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, game tomorrow, and then the next game Wednesday, Wednesday Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow, Wednesday, Friday. Friday is still, if necessary. Right. Um, yeah, we're in the marathon now. Um It's going to be interesting. I think uh, tonight, I think Monday night is the night where it decides the series. Now, I'm not saying if Memphis wins, they win the series, but what I'm saying is if Golden State wins on Monday night, I think this one is over in five. Yeah. I think they go to Memphis, put them out of their misery, and go. Because if it's three to one, there's, like, no situation where I see Memphis beating Golden State three straight times. Unless something unforeseen and unfortunate were to happen, but, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so, tomorrow's going to be a very important night. What about this on the text line, 650? They were 20-5 and five without jaw during the season. So yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's the actual number, something like that. But would that mean, hey, okay, well, even without jaw then, ooh, watch out. See, I don't think it would because it's one thing to do that during the regular season. It's another against a team of the Warriors caliber in the playoffs to do it. Yeah, no, nah, this isn't this isn't the regular season. Right. This is the playoffs. You're, you're playing, not playing Orlando or somebody. You're playing a really good Golden State team. And uh who who's gonna beat you on that Memphis team if 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 Jaw's not playing? Mm, I think you gotta go DeAnthony <laughs> Melton for three. You know what, Jaron Jackson Jr.? Like, I mean, he's a good player. Good but player. He's not leading the, the Grizzlies to a victory. Yeah. Tyus Jones has been really disappointing for them. Really good bench players, you pointed out. Um, Warriors have shut him down. He's He's been bad. I don't, I'm not even going to say the Warriors have shut him down. He just doesn't make shots not anymore. shots. From the 510, good afternoon, guys. Quick question. Could it be, and here we're getting into the realm of speculation and who knows, but what? how do you answer this, Jason? And then I'll get to, to my question for you. Could it be that Clay is feeling the pressure of losing his star status with Dub Nation with the emergence of Poole? That Shaq from the 510 wants to know. Could it be Clay feeling that pressure all of a sudden? Whoa, my star is being eclipsed by that of Jordan Poole. No, I don't think it's that. I don't even really think it's anything. There's no ill intentions or any ill will. I just think it's a guy who gets kind of caught up in his own quest to get back to where he wants to be. And and sometimes he's not he's frustrated that he's not where he wants to be. And he probably will never be at the defensive end. And it's possible that even if he hadn't got hurt by now, he would never be able to achieve that level of defense too. So that's gotta be frustrating. And it leads him to what we see, just overcompensating, taking bad shots, mm-hmm. just playing a little too uh aggressively. Uh so that's all. I don't think it's like Jordan is taking this from me. No, I don't, I don't personally know. I don't think that. That's one of the things that was really impressive last night about the Warriors, and Steph even mentioned this, the fact that they got off to not a great start at all, and they still won by 30. Because early on, and I, I don't even know if Clay was part of this, but I remember 
Kaminga took a, like a bad corner jump shot. I was like, what are you doing? And Wiggins took a bad shot, and they were down, what, 20 to 8. Memphis was making everything, and the Warriors still found a way to uh, settle things down and win that thing going away. Yeah, they did. It was uh, it was amazing, really, that performance last night. And uh, they needed that. They needed a good old-fashioned butt-whipping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the first two games were just so high drama. I mean, I, know, you, you I would like to see a close game again tomorrow. I, I mean, it's just more fun. But I don't know where Memphis, uh, where they find the answers. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. It was close. I, they just need to get a win. Get it by any means necessary. Um, it'll be interesting to see the crowd Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants on is, are the Giants home on Monday night too. Let's look real quick. Uh, I know on Saturday was an all-time day in the Bay Area. Buster Posey Day. Buster Posey and Day. And the Giants busted out. Good things happen when Buster's <clears throat> around. Yeah, Buster Posey Day. Then you got the Warriors. Hold Giants on. are home to the Rockies. Thank you, Sterling. Home to the Rockies on Monday. National okay. League West action. So 6.45 and then 15 minutes later you got... Oh, that means I got to get down there hours early. There's always so much traffic down there on the yeah. Barkadero. It's all about Jason. All yeah. about Jason. By the way, I mean, you talk about crowds. Uh, you were talking about the, the crowded um, chase, and it's understandable, but the, remember when the Giants were selling out every game? Yeah, I do. I don't. Whole different uh, set of circumstances. 888-957-9570. M Squared in Dublin. How are you today, M Squared? What's happening, Whitey? How are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. What can we do for you? A uh, couple things. One, I wanted to uh, pay a compliment. I, uh, you know, Steve Kerr is hard on uh, was hard on uh, pool. You know, you guys touched on. Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit tough on uh, new radio hosts, and I want to say that uh, I think uh, Dumont's here. You know basketball, man. Very, very evident. So, congrats to you because a lot of people get on the radio and talk about basketball and they don't know it. Very, very evident just in the short time that I heard you today that you absolutely know what you're talking about. So I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Appreciate that. that. Watch them on TV, too. Where? Cron 4, Channel 4. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will check you out. Um, Hey, I wanted to make a quick comment, guys. You know, uh, DeBoss, you made an interesting point. Um, You talked about, you know, some drama maybe in the background about just Clay fitting into the offense. Steph actually talked about it in the presser last night, and I thought I thought that was really, really interesting because I figured that's something they would keep in-house, but I, I, for a second, it almost seemed like he was sending a public message like, hey, Clay, this is the game we need you to play. And he referenced very specifically, you know, Clay took great shots tonight with the exception of that one, one-footer that went in. And he kind of, it was almost kind of like a dig and a jab, but I think it was a reminder to Clay, like, you can't play like you did in, you know, game two or game three. It's just not going to work. So um, I thought that was really, really interesting um, and interesting that you brought it up today. I just wanted to kind of highlight that. Outside of that, I hope you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Thanks, M Squared. Appreciate that. Appreciate I think it. you're right. It's a great point. And, and it's one of the things with Kerr and Curry and Iguodala, among others, pay attention to what they say because they're not necessarily just talking to us. And the fans and the media, often they're talking to somebody mm-hmm. in the locker room. Yeah, because they know yeah. it's going to get back yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, 
it's been it's like that elephant in the room. Because, or the rat on the table, to borrow a phrase from Guru. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never heard that one. Yeah. Um, you know, people. There it is. That's the rat on the table. Oh, one people, more time for a. Uh, yeah. There it oh is. Oh my lord, it's weird. <laughs> people are so. Oh. People love Clay Thompson in this in this city. Yeah. What's not to love? Obviously, Sailboat, Rocco, jump it, shots. His accomplishments on the court speak for themselves. He has a personality that's like kind of your everyday guy. You know, he's just just pretty even keeled. Seems relatable. Relatable. Yeah. Extremely relatable. That's a, that's the word I was really looking for. You know, he, he gets out on the boat. He goes out to the. He, I heard he frequents the bars. He probably doesn't do that much anymore. But like. He goes to spots that me and you would go to. You know what I mean? He's not like in some exclusive club where you got to be a member. No, nah, Clay's out in the marina getting some beers. You know, Clay's just, he's a very likable person. He is. I was uh, there's a commercial where he's at Buffalo Wild Wings for crying out loud. Exactly. Yeah. So, so between his personality and his accomplishments on the court, he's just become one of the most endearing athletes to ever play sports in the Bay Area. So it's kind of awkward when people have to criticize him. And people like me, I'm not I'm more objective, one because I'm not from here, so all the uh all the stuff all that, the sentimentality, you're like I, I I'm not about that right I, now. I can acknowledge yeah. it and yeah. I even can appreciate it, but it's not going to sway. It's not going to make me mm-hmm. biased, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I can kind of see it for what it is. And it's been a little awkward this season because there has been a lot of instances where Clay deserves some criticism. And you can tell people walk on eggshells when it when it comes to providing that criticism. Yeah, you could see right away, excuse me, but to that point, when he came back, it's like you could see two or three games in, hey, he's shooting way too much. Right. It, it, well, even two or three games in, it's like, okay, it's adrenaline. He's happy to be back. It was when it was like 9, 10, 11 games in. You're like – all right. Well, how long is this going to last? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I yes, mean? Yes, I do. I do. And I'm sitting there watching the games, looking at my, some of my colleagues like, y'all are seeing this, right? Like, that was a horrible shot. Yeah. That's like his third horrible shot in the last five possessions. And Well, he was hurt. It's like, I know, but that's still a terrible shot. Right. Uh, and I think, like, the last, you know, last, like, week or so of the season and then even that first series against Denver, he got back on track. But then that first two games in Memphis, it was like it was like he reverted back to old, the clay just taking really mm-hmm. poor shots. Mm-hmm. So my 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 long winded point is, people have kind of been walking on eggshells to really address it. Like if that was Andrew Wiggins, or Jonathan Kaminga, or even Jordan Poole, people would be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" But not everyone is like that because of the history of yes. Clay here. And because he was hurt so bad. And because he was hurt, yeah. When you put all the context, it's just a little awkward. Um, but we do have to acknowledge it. And that's why it was part of my three things that the Warriors need to do to win a championship. Limit those turnovers, stop fouling as much, and Clay has to play within himself. Yeah. Because when he doesn't, everything looks different. That's a great point by M Squared. When you hear Kurt talking about it and Steph talking about it, they're talking to him, and it's very uh, diplomatic the way they phrase it, but they're definitely making a statement there. Let me ask you this question here as we head down the stretch. And uh, this was something that a former GM asked me a couple days ago, just uh, having coffee, and he says, uh, if you were going to start an NBA team from scratch, okay, 
You could take any player to start your team right now. Any player who's playing, you can start your team with this player. Who are you taking? 888-957-9570. Xfinity Mobile Text Line. Give us a call. You can take any player in the league right now. Let me just start. I'll tell you who the the former GM said. Um, 888-957-9570. Because I said it for my answer this a few weeks ago. I said Durant. I was like, and that's probably not the best answer. He's phenomenal. But this former GM said Giannis. How old is Giannis? Giannis is 20, I want to say 27, but I have to look that up. If he's only 27, yeah, it'd probably be Giannis. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who I would put in there. 27, thank you, Sterling. Durant's getting up there. Durant's I know, 30 I know. plus. And he's got an injury history. And yeah. uh, it wouldn't be Durant. And it's yeah. not because I don't think he's a good player. Giannis has three votes already. <laughs> You're just projecting. It would definitely it would be Giannis. Um, Tatum is really, really good. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a young player. Somebody, uh, what was my brother actually said, Devin Booker. Mm. I don't know if I'd start with him. I'd like him on my team, but I don't think I'd start with him. I'd probably take Moran over Booker. Really? Just, just for future projections. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I would go, and I know there's probably going to be someone I'm forgetting, but it would be Giannis, Tatum. And I'm just thinking youth. I'm thinking youth because if I want – It's an important part of it, sure. I want sure. this for the next, yeah. the next decade. Mm-hmm. Like, Steph is really good, but Steph is, what, 34? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to be playing until he's 44. Um, Although the way Chris Paul's playing, doesn't that bode well for Steph's future? Yeah, yeah. Steph, Steph's game is going to age very gracefully but just because of the style of play he has. Like, I mean, he's the best shooter ever. That's not never going to leave. Um, Chris Paul is, like, better than he used to be somehow. Yeah, Chris Paul is really, really good. Um, would you consider, because I wouldn't, but he'd, he wouldn't be very high on my list, how about Luka? And, I'll, by the way, on the text line, Edwards over Morant. Oh, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, I know. I'm not mad at that at all. Edwards mm-hmm. is so good. Giannis is just dominating, by the way. Thanks for all the feedback here at 888 um, Luca would be up there, absolutely. Luca's really good. Uh, how about, I like here, him. I don't know that I want him on my team. Here's a name I'm going to throw out, and I know he's out of the, he's been out of the public spotlight Marquise for a while. Marquise Chris? Yeah, Marquise Chris. Pride and joy of we're Bishop O'Dowd High School? Yes. Yeah. No, a Pleasant Grove, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Any, anyway, um, uh, Zion Williamson. I know a lot of people don't like him because of his injury history. Mm-hmm. Take him out! And just kind of, I guess, he hasn't actually said anything publicly, but with, oh, so many media, so many articles have come out, like painting him and like, I don't want to be here. So people, he's fallen out of favor, a lot of people. But the year and some change he played, he was like one of the best players in the NBA. He, I think I'd want to see. I say I think because it's a little scary. I'd <laughs> like to see if he's healthy, what he can do with that team. But right. I wouldn't pick him just because of the uncertainty over his, you know, his physical condition. A basketball player with you know lower body injuries reminds me of Yao and how you know at some point Bill Walton. Sometimes those guys just they, their their feet can't support them. So I wouldn't pick him for that reason. But as far as how good a player he is, you're right. I mean, we've kind of forgotten how amazing he He was has picked been. before yeah. John Moran, and yeah. I think it was every bit should have been picked before. Was that John just Moran. that draft? Was it to those two and Jordan Poole? Are those the three best players out of that draft? That's a great question. That's the twenty. That's the twenty nineteen draft. Yeah, NBA draft. Yeah, Zion was far and far and wide the best player coming in, mm-hmm. and. 
So I'm going to go over to – yeah, I remember this draft now. There was there's some good players in this draft. Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. He's yeah. – yeah. R.J. Yeah. Barrett, Sterling. That's yeah. Sterling's guy. DeAndre Hunter. Darius Garland was an all-star this year. Right. He's good. Mm-hmm. I like Garland's yeah. game. Yeah. Jarrett Culver. Yeah. Darius Garland's dad used to play for the Warriors. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kobe White, Jackson Hayes, Richie Ashimura, Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson, P.J. Washington, Harrow. So you can see guys like Harrow. He should be moved up in that And then draft. Jordan Poole is where, where the worst in 20 I think 28th. 28? 28th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. In front of Jordan Poole was Dylan Windler. Uh, from the Cavs, right? Uh, yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nasser Little. Oh, yeah. Ty Jerome. Come on, you count on that. Darius Baisley. Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Grant Williams is playing well. He is playing well. He's not better than Jordan Poole, though. Brandon Clark, obviously, playing in this series. Been playing well. Matisse Steibel. Yeah. Uh, Mr. I got one shot, decided not to get the second, so I couldn't play in Toronto. Uh, <laughs> that's a Philly. That's a bitter Philly fan talking there. <laughs> uh, you know, so much logic there. Uh, some other, a lot of other guys who just, you know, Jordan Poole should have probably been the third pick in that draft. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, as I said, dominating our poll here, 888-957-9570. You could pick one player, current player, to start an NBA team with. Who you who you picking from the five one zero? Luca reminds me of Harden, but at least Harden was in shape at some point. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Luca does come in. He yeah, he needs. He smiles too much. He's like, ah. my biggest thing about Luca is he, <laughs> he just looks goofy. Like, oh, I'm Luca. He and whines he, too much to me. He's a he crybaby. Yes, he does. He actually said he's to an official, too, he's way too good. Why do you hate me? I don't want. I love watching him, and I hope he plays a long time. I don't want him on my team, and he's just so ball dominant. And some guys I know that's what he's supposed to be, and that's what Harden was supposed to be in Houston. I don't want those guys on my team. No, I get it. I get it. I'll take Luca on my team though. All right. He's nice. Yeah. But he he's just a crybaby. He he whines way too much. He's he's way too good of a player to be such a baby. Mm-hmm. Always crying about mm-hmm. a call. LaMelo gets a vote and so does Tyler Hero. Oh, Tyler, why? Tyler He can not, he's a knockdown shooter. That's he's why. He's good. He's six man of the year, but <laughs> to lead your team? I want whatever that guy had to drink today. <laughs> Dave from Alameda, guys, on the text line. No chance in hell. Well, who was, who, who did he say before? Oh, LaMelo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. LaMelo's really Lamelo's going to have a bright future, but I don't think he's uh, – He's, he's going to have a bright future. He's going to end up with the Lakers, right? Him and his brother are both going to end up with the Lakers at some point. Again, so Alonzo's going to go back? At some point. Yeah, Lamella's gonna go there. Uh, if you gonna, I'll go there, but you gotta get my brother too. Okay. Yeah. Lonzo, by the way, is a pretty good player. He just got hurt. Oh, Leah, he would have made a world of a difference for Chicago if he was playing this in, in the postseason. I know last year there was some scuttlebutt. It was based on you know uh, false assumptions, but ooh, the Warriors could trade Ubre and maybe get Lonzo. That Lonzo would really fit what the Warriors do. Yeah, they would. He would for sure, for sure. And he plays defense. He would. Yeah, he would look great. From the six five zero, he could have had his little brother. Yeah, should <laughs> Leangelo? Should the Pelicans have taken Jot number one? Here's your question. No, uh, uh-uh, I can't say Sterling that. Sterling is nodding. Yes, I can't say that yet. 
It's not a. It's not anything. It's not an insult to Ja. So when Ja when I I know we're all prisoners of the moment, and Ja has transformed into a. I'm a whisper. A superstar. Superstar. Uh-huh. Before our eyes. And that's what we're seeing now. But we forget how good Zion Williamson is. Yeah. And at the time, as I'm sure the texture remembers, at the time, there was no debate. No, there well, was absolutely no debate. Zion or uh, Even after their first year and a half, there was no debate. Zion's already played in an all-star game. He didn't play this past year, but the year before that, he was an all-star. I love Ja, and he's phenomenal. I hope he's not hurt, but I think it's fair to say Zion at this point still has more upside. Right? Yeah, and they I, both they both have look, upside. If Zion can keep the weight and manage and, and stay on the court, he's a modern-day Charles Barkley. Zion is that good. He's, he's just different. Just we got on our Xfinity text line, if Luca's a crybaby, what's Draymond? It's a good question. It's a fair question. Uh, is it like it is? I, I guess they go about it like no. Lu- Draymond, well, first it, of all, Luca's Luca's just better than Draymond is. He's like like Draymond, even at his peak, is not as good as Luca. At his I peak. know what you're. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying Draymond like yells and argues, calls. Luca's like Luca literally. Yeah. Why do you hate me? Yeah, he's a crybaby and like. Like I said, he's also so it's not just that he's a complainer; he's a crybaby. Yeah, I it's just I don't like it. The optics of it is like you're too good to be whining so much. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, fingers crossed on Jaw. Yeah, hope I hope okay. Jaw's good. I also hope that at some point here, somebody with the Grizzlies has the the wherewithal and the courage to come out and say, you know, Jordan Poole didn't hurt him. Okay, just so you know, we're moving forward. And Jaw's okay, but whatever happened to his knee, Jordan Poole had nothing to do with it. Is it time to go here, Sterling? Yeah, all right. Uh, always great to talk hoops with you. Always. Yeah. yeah always. I'm glancing at my phone to see if the Warriors presser has started yet. I want to hear Steve Kerr and company talk, but they haven't started yet. All right. Any breaking news today? Stick around. Shamari Block and Dan Devone will have it for you. They are next. Hope that you and your moms in your life enjoy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening to 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.